obviously ever needs to make Berchas HaTayra, should make Berchas HaTayra. Before we begin. Okay. So, we usually like before the Hallel and the Davening together, which has Hashem become a monthly thing and is a growing thing and a lot of people are very excited about Baruch Hashem. Um, we like to learn a little bit. We mentioned some of the Chavah Thursday night that the reason why we like to do this is because we found and the, and the Tzadikim teach that Moyach Shalat Alalev, that the heart is really under the dominion of the mind. And in as much as we're able to plant the seeds for feeling and excitement and passion in the mind, we're far more likely to have a grounded, founded, anchored, supercharged experience in the heart. And if we're able to get the mind excited and expanded and deepened with regard to what we're supposed to be excited about in the way of hachana, in the way of preparing for a yantiv, in this case for a month, for a chodesh. So then when it comes time to feel we have a lot more to draw on, right? Moach shalat alalev. So that Be'ezer Hashem, when it comes to halal, we should have these ideas bouncing around, and then we can bounce around, right? Because we're able to feel excited and passionate about what the month holds. Every Rosh Chodesh, like the seed, which is apropos for this coming month, Be'ezer Hashem is all about trees. Like the seed of a tree holds the potential for the whole tree with all the branches and all the fruits and everything that's going to come from this tree is captured in the seed. It's the same thing that Tzadik can teach for the, for the months. Reb Tzadik HaKai and other Tzadik can teach that the beginning of something holds all of the thing. And that means that everything that's going to happen in this month, all the energies, all of our experiences, all the breakthroughs, all the growth, all the manifestation, it's all in this moment. It's all in Rosh Chodesh. And so, Be'ezus Hashem, the few minutes that we have, we're going to try to go through a few sources that are going to give us that kind of grounding in Moyach so that we can then explore and, uh, and, and feel in the broadest, most beautiful, wonderful way in, in the heart. Okay, so here we have the source sheets, Shvat, the month of Shvat, drawing bucketfuls of godliness. So, like we, like we usually do, let's take a look at the Sefer Yetzirah. In this parak, parak Hay of Sefer Yetzirah, which is one of the oldest Kabbalistic texts, some date it back to Avram Avinu, others date it back to Adam Rishon, very, very, very old, as old as anything, almost. Sefer Yetzirah in Parak Hay goes through all the different months, and it teaches that each month is connected with a letter, it's connected with one of the constellations, which is a concept, a thing, it's connected to obviously the month, the name of the month, and then it's connected to something within the human physiology, different parts of the body. And we try to look at these elements and to demonstrate the way in which they might all be connected so that we can explore the spirit of the month. So let's take a look at Sefer Yetzirah in the first source, and it says, Himlech Ois Tzadi, HaKadosh Baruch who crowned or enthroned Ois Tzadi, made him a melech, the tzadik, v'kashalei keser, and HaKadosh Baruch who tied a crown on the head, so to speak, of the letter Tzadi, V'tzar by Dli Ba'olam, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu connected it, V'tzar by engraved within it, Dli Ba'olam, the, the mazel of bucket, which is Aquarius, a, a, a Dli, which means a bucket, V'shvat B'shana, and the month of Shvat in Shana, which is our month, V'kiva B'nefesh, and the stomach, the digestive tract, Benefesh in our body. So the month of Shvat is connected to the concept of a Dli, of a bucket. It's connected to the letter Tzadik, 
and it's connected to our digestive system, what might all of this mean? And so in order to examine the concept of this thing called tzaddik, which obviously is captured in the letter tzaddik, which we call it tzaddik, and in its form, as we're going to see in a minute, really encapsulates what this thing tzaddik is, let's take a look at Lukutumran Tenyana, Rabbi Nachman, in the second volume of Lukutumran Tarazayin. And the tzaddik here is speaking about a certain kind of incredibly lofty tzaddik who he describes as being connected to the makifim of keser, a very, very lofty, lofty, lofty kind of individual. And the Rebbe says that this kind of tzaddik, which is like the, the, the ultimate pinnacle of a tzaddik, has to have two very important um, functions. And he says, And this incredibly wise and incredibly lofty person, who kol, he needs to have mastered the aspect of all, of everything. What does that mean, everything? Bechinas, the Pasuk says, which we're going to say this morning, which we say, in Shachar. Morning, thanks for coming. Kichol b'ashamayim Everything that is in heaven and in earth. And that particular Pasuk goes through all the different lower sephiros, all the different lower energies. We have Gedula, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzachoid, right? Gedula is Chesed, Gevura is Gevura. Tiferes, Netzachoid, so far those are five of the lower seven mitos from Sunday until Thursday. And then we have Kichol Bashamayim of Aretz, which is not one of the mitos, it just says, because everything that is in heaven and in the earth, Lecha Hashem Hamam Lacha. Mamlacha is Malchus, which is the final sphere. What's missing? Something in between. Kichol Bashamayim of Aretz is the sphere of Yisoyed, is the mid of Yosef Tzadik. How do we know? I mentioned this in the past. The Arizal points out that the words Kichol are Gematria Yisoyed. And about the word Yisoyed, the Pasuk tells us, Vitzadik Yisoyed Oilam. The concept of Yisoyed is connected to the concept of the Tzadik. We sing in Shal Shuddis, Yisoyed Tzadik, Vishivanela. Yisoyed and Tzadik are connected, and this is wrapped up in these words, Kichol Bashamayim of Aretz. Says the Zahar Kadesh, what does this mean? That the tzaddik is hinted to this concept of for everything that is in the heaven and the earth. Says the Zahar, v'targumai, da'achid, v'shmaya, v'ara. The tzaddik is one who is able to unify heaven and earth. Kichol ba'shamayim of earth. He's a person that encapsulates both within him, both the heaven and the earth. But the Rebbe takes this to mean something very, very, very novel. Something very unique, right? Because what would you think it means on a simple level? What does it mean that the tzaddik is kichol ba'shamayim of earth? Everything in heaven and earth. On a simple level, it means, listen, he's a person. He lives on this world. But he's able to bring together the, the heavenly realm and the earthly realm and show how they could fit together. Like the Beisem Mikdash, which is described as the place where heaven kisses earth. That's the tzaddik. The Rebbe says, no, it means something else. <laughs> the tzaddik needs to be able to be connected to and enliven two completely different worlds. The upper world and the lower world, which are the aspect of Shemaim Va'aretz. Okay, it's still pretty cryptic. What does that mean? He's able to give life to the upper world and the lower world. That tzaddik needs to be connected to both of these places, to be able to bring to life, to encourage, and to give chizik and strength to each and every individual on their level. And here he explains. 
There are those who live life on an exalted, elevated plane, the aspect of Yosef Tzadik, the aspect, for those who are listening to the story yesterday from Basher Freud, the podcast of Harsinai, right? the aspect of an elevated kind of idealistic way of living. They're making it they're, they're from a very young age. They're just connected to the good energy and, and, and their head is above water. But there's also Darim Mata. There's also those, the aspect of Davra Melech, who are, who are Balei Tshuva, right? who are those that go through different cycles and different processes and find themselves often sinking down into the mires of the human experience. Right? Heaven and earth are heavenly Jews and then there are earthly Jews. And the Tzadik needs to be able to relate to both of these people. He needs to be able to help both of these people along in their journey. And he needs to demonstrate to those that think they've already reached the highest madrigas, she'enam yoidim klal bidiyasiz barach, really they haven't started yet. There are so many more levels beyond what they think that they've reached. They think that their mamish, you know, living Shabbos on the most exalted level, the, the tzaddik comes along and shows them there are, there are greater avodas. You think you're learning enough, there's more, that you can fit in more, and so on. The tzaddik encourages them to carry on, not to grow stagnant. That's the bechina of ma. He shows them, what do you really have? What, what have you really found in all of your investigating? Let's be honest, you haven't reached the level yet. Even where you are, you think you're so connected and you're so close. You need, again, not, not to make yourself feel discouraged, but in order to help you to know that there's more to grow and that you haven't reached the pinnacle, you have to ask, you haven't yet discovered the place of Hashem. Which is our subject over here and I think is, is certainly more rel- relevant to me I'm not sure if some of you feel the same way but the other people or the more David HaMelech kind of people the people like in our generation right before Mashiach the generation of David HaMelech of Malchus based David that Tzaddik needs to encourage those that are on the lowlier level and he needs to show them to those people who feel that they're so far those people who feel that they have no connection those people who aren't moving not because they think they're there but because they think there's no hope for them to even begin, that Sadiq needs to show them the whole earth is filled with his glory and wherever you are, you're able to connect to him, wherever you are. Because Rabbi Nachman says, and again, just to put into context, this is a Sadiq of unimaginable proportion. You read in the Quran the levels that he's describing. He was this Sadiq. He understood like, the levels that he was on, uh, it's hard to, hard to capture in words. And even in silence, Rabbi Nachman's Madriga. But he was able, because he was this kind of tzaddik, he bridged the spectrum. And he's able to understand the lowlier kinds of, of, of people, or the people that are experiencing the story-like journey of Yerushalayim, which is connected to Davra Melech. Ki He says there are people that are sunk into the dust. There are people who are on, on a lowlier plane. And it often appears to them that they're very distant from Hashem. And that Sadiq needs to inspire them and awaken them. The aspect of the Pasuk, Awake and sing, you who dwell 
and who abide in the dust. Who legalis lem and the tzaddik needs to reveal to them shashem imam that a kaddish baruch who is with them. Vehim smuchim elavis barach. You're already close to Hashem. Like the Balatanya says, tshuva doesn't mean to start this great journey toward God. God is everywhere. Tshuva simply means that you've been standing with your back turned to God. Now turn to Him. But Hashem is always samach. That's a very parad- that's, a, that's a paradigm shift in tshuva. Kaddish baruch who is always there. You're always close to Hashem. The question is, are you facing him or are you standing with your back toward him? That's the whole sum total of tshuva. But it's not some lofty climb to the top of Everest. It just means turning your life around and to be awake to the presence of Hashem that's ever-present, that's ever-close. And the tzaddik needs to encourage them and to wake them up. That they shouldn't give up and they shouldn't despair no matter how difficult the journey seems and no matter how many times they feel that they're not making their, 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 their bar, their standard, their ideal, that wherever you fall, you fall into the lap of God and from that place, you can hold on to him and begin to transform. Because the earth is filled with his glory. And this is the job of the tzaddik to relate to every Jew on his level. This is the Indian of the tzaddik. Turn the page over. And the Rebbe says over here in the Kutumaram, in the first Chelek, Torah Samach Zayin, 67, the Rebbe says that if you look at the letter tzaddik, ki ois tzaddik hu yud nun. The letter tzaddik, if you look at it, because we don't really have the like the letter itself, but just look in the word tzaddik that you see in this line, take a look at the letter, the first letter, you'll see that it has two components. It has a little yud on top, and then like a sort of bent over nun, right? But that can be seen as a nun. These two letters, yud and nun, make up the word tzaddik. What's the significance of this? Again, this is a very big, big idea. I'm just giving you Rashi Prakim now just because of time constraints. The letter yud, in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, in Yiddishkeit, always relates to the spiritual realm. The physical realm is the manifestation of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's desire, morning and morning, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's desire to create the world, his thinking about what the world would look like and everything that would happen in the world on the level of Chachma and Bina, on the mind level, and then slowly but surely going through a process of creation until finally Malchus. This is the physical actualized world. But the world is rooted in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mind. And that means that the, the more that we go back, so to speak, in the, what's called the Seder Ashtalshalus, the chain of emanation or the cascade of godliness, the more that we go back higher and higher and higher, earlier and earlier and earlier into the thought process that transcends the actual physical Yesh, and then yesh mi yesh, and then finally, this world, the more spiritual we're going. And the tzaddikim teach that the letter Yud hints always to thought, to machshava. As Rashi tells us in the Pasuk, Az Yashir, Az Yashir Moshe, says, say, says Rashi from Chazal, really it should say Az Shar, right? Then they sing. What's Az? Then Yashir, they will sing, right? Seems to be a little bit of a conflict in tenses. Az is past. Yashir seems to be future. Says Rashi, Yud, the Yud of Yashir, which is the extra letter, Al Shem Hamachshava Nemar. The Pasuk is trying to tell us that Am Yisrael already knew then, they were thinking, 
this is going to work out well. Yashir, we will end up singing after, after Kriyas Yamsef. So Yud al-Shem HaMachshav all the tzaddikim say that al Pikabala it's also true. The letter Yud of Yud Kevavke, as the name Yud Kevavke is seen as the unfolding of godliness from the will, which is the kutza the ois Yud, that's the little thorn on top of the letter Yud, that's the thought of God. Yud, I'm sorry, that's the will of God. The first Yud is the earliest thought, so to speak. That's the aspect of Chachma. And then the first hey is Bina. And then the Vav is the six meters. And then the final hey is Malchus, right? So again, the more you go back in the letters of Hashem's name, the earlier you're going in creation, all the way back to the letter Yud, the Yud being the Machshava of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Yud al-Shem HaMachshava Nemar. It's a tiny letter, which means nothing's unfolded yet. It's just, the, it's just the seed. It's just the thought. That's all encapsulated in the letter Yud. When you look at the letter Yud, it's the world of spirituality. It's miksha achas. It's all one. It hasn't yet divided into different parts. It hasn't yet expanded or extended. There's no physical directions. Yud is spirituality. But the letter Nun is mamish, the most physical of all. Nun kafof chazal say. Nun is connected to the concept of the Pasuk in Tehillim, which says, Lifnei shemesh yinoin shemoi. Where David Melech refers to his son Shloyma Melech and says, Before the sun, Lifnei Shemesh, in broad daylight, Yinon Shemoy, may his name be increased, may his name develop and, and, and flourish. Says Rashi over there, Yinon, what is a strange word, Yinon, which is actually one of the names of Mashiach as well, What's it? which is, of course, Malchus based David, is Malchus, right? It's the physical world of Asiya. Says Rashi, Lashon Malchus, Yinon is a word that we use to refer to Malchus. What's Malchus? It's the physical world, it's, it's our created realm, the final letter of Yudke Vavke, the hey, the last hey, the world of Asiya, the level of Malchus, the created world, that final step, which is the world that we inhabit here, it's the world of Malchus. Now we understand why the word Tzaddik would be composed as encapsulated in a letter of these two elements, the Yud and the Nun, because this is the job of the Tzaddik. The job of the Tzaddik is to be able to connect to both Shamayim and Aretz, to both those that are on the level of Yud, which is the Dari Malo that we spoke about before, those on the higher Madriga, the Nida Hasag of Aye, Mikoim Kavoidoi, you haven't begun, but they also need to be able to dig all the way down into the depths of physicality and to reveal that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is there too. That's the job of a tzaddik. It's not an ivory tower job where you sit cloistered in some office somewhere. It's not what it is. It's the tzaddik goes out to the world. The tzaddik is b'shivta rabbeisecha, sure, but he's also v'lecht rabbederech, and he's able to access people that are b'chutz, and he's able to inspire, and he's able to reach. That, that's the job of the tzaddik, the yud and the nun. He brings them together. Tzaddik is manda achid, b'shmaya uva'ara. The tzaddik is the full picture. The tzaddik is the full picture. This is the letter tzaddik that's connected to the month of Shvat. Because the month of Shvat, we know with the energy of Tuba Shvat, is the nakuda of growth where no growth is visible. Right? That's, that's the whole message of Tuba Shvat, of course, which gives us so much strength. In the dark of the winter, Chazal say, the trees are beginning, beginning, beginning to grow. There's something happening, some sap of some kind inside the trees that are starting to awaken them. And this gives us strength to believe that even beyond what the eye is able to see on the Dari Mata level of physicality, we need to believe like the tzaddik can, there's godliness there too. And the concept of a tree is able to go ahead and begin with a tiny seed deep under the ground. What's the first thing that happens to the seed in the growth process? It begins to 
rot. It rots away, it disintegrates. And then long before we see anything, could, could be months, could be years in certain cases, before we see something sprout, push above the ground, there's a whole process unfolding beyond that which the eye is able to see. Something's there's life there. There's life in the most lifeless of places. And then something begins to sprout. And like I mentioned Thursday night, the most beautiful thing about the growth process of a tree is that when you look at a tree, you see the entire process embodied. Even though the tree has already gone through the stage of the seed and the roots and the trunk and the branches and the leaves and the fruit, it's gone through all of that. The earlier stages don't fade away just leaving us with fruits hanging in midair, right? Which is the way usually the growth processes unfold in every other area of life. The tree, when you look at it, manifests this. It stands between heaven and earth. It eventually is able to get to the higher madregas to flourish and to grow and to produce, but it doesn't lose touch with its roots in what's called the Darimata, in the letter Nun. And that's the Indian of the Tzaddik, Katamar Yifrach, that Tzaddik is likened to this tree that's able to bridge like a tree, heaven and earth reaching far underground, bringing out the nutrients in that place of afar, down into the earth. From there, it's able to draw godliness up and out and manifest it. But it all begins with the perspective of the tzaddik, the eyes of the tzaddik, the ene Hashem el tzaddik, and the godly eyes or eyes that are conditioned to find godliness in, any, in everything that are then able to go ahead and to bring that godliness out and enable it to come to fruition. A very beautiful thing, therefore, is that last month, the Sefer Yitzira points out that the, letter, that the month of Tebes is connected to the letter Ayin. To the letter Ayin. Ayin comes first and then Sadi. Ayin and Sadi, which tells us that before we can get to the Madrig of the Tzaddik, what do we need to work on first? What's the first thing we need to work on? The way that we look at the world. Ayin. Ayin is an eye, right? It comes first. Essa Einai. We need to have eyes of Essa, of elevation, of lifting up. Now I ask you, what does one use to lift up? A bucket, a dali which is the symbol of the month. The month is the letter Tzadi, is the symbol of a bucket. Let's very quickly take a look at this Fasemas over here. I don't have so much time, we're gonna go through it quickly. Amra Adoni Avizal, Mari Virabi. He brings from the name of his father, the Fasemas, he brings, the Fasemas is very busy, and Parshas told us throughout the Parsha with the wells. Do you ever notice that the Avis HaKtoshim were busy digging wells, particularly Avram and Yitzchak, wells and wells, and they dug them up, and then they closed them up, and he dug them again, and they closed them again, and he dug them, all the different wells. It's like, okay, I'm sure it's important, but like, why do you have to bring so many psukim and tell us that the Avis were busy digging wells all the time? What does that mean? See, he says over here, what does it mean to dig a well? Chazal aren't just telling us what they used for irrigation to water the plants and to give their animals to drink. There's something deeper here. The concept of digging a well is is to uncover that which appears on the external surface, the hester, to remove the concealment by digging and digging and digging away the earth, and then boom, you strike water. You find the essential point of life that abides beyond the appearance of death. 
There's life there. There's mayim chayim there. But you have to dig. You have to dig. This was the job of the Avais. And they implanted this capacity within each and every one of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren after this. If you ask a Jew, what's your job? We're well diggers. This is the job of a Jew. We are well diggers. That's all that we ever were and that's all that we will ever be. The Baal Shem said that any time that a Jew sees a water carrier, unfortunately you don't really see it so much today, but if you see a water truck maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but if you see a water carrier, he said it was a very good sign. It was, like, it was a mazel if you saw the water carrier. Because that's what we are. We're yidin that are digging deep into the earth. We're revealing godliness from underneath and we're bringing that out to water the entire world. This is, this is our job. This is what it means. That's what it means. We're water carriers. We're well diggers. And he says, Vadai. And this will come to the end. Vadai. In everything, there's a holy spark that brings that thing to life. It's hidden. It's hidden by nature. It's hidden by externality. It's hidden by lowliness. It's hidden by constricted consciousness. It's hidden. This was the whole purpose of the world, that godliness should be revealed within the constraints of what we call nature. And a person should know this, and through life come to clarify within his mind and within his thoughts and within his words, within his actions, that there is nothing in this world that is saturated with the presence of Hashem. This is Pshat on the Pasuk that says, very beautiful Pasuk, Wisdom shall sing in the external shetach, in the external places. In the streets, wisdom will give voice, will make its voice heard. And this tzaddik said, Where does Chachma sing? When you extend it's Rishus. When you demonstrate that Chachma doesn't just belong in Sfarim and Chachma doesn't just belong in a base Medrash or in a Shul, but in every single experience of life, there's Chachma there to those that are awake to it. You can find it there. There's Elokus there. And every conversation, in every circumstance, and every experience, Torah is life. Torah is life. And that's very different than what they say your life is, 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 is bound up with, with Torah in the sense of learning. Like, you know, Torah should be your life. Like, it's a very different thing. That's usually what I was told in yeshiva, you know, all the years. Like, Torah, you know, Torah is your life. And, and hopefully that's true. You know, that we get all of our, our chiz and our strength and our guidance from Torah. But it's a little bit more profound and encompassing to say not, not just that Torah is your life, but your life is Torah. You have to switch it around. Your life is tired. It's something else. Of course, we need to be rooted in learning and, 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 and connecting and learning what to do and how to behave. And, and Torah informs our life. Torah is our life. But also our life is also Torah. Everything in life is Torah. Torah is Haira. It's a teaching. Hashem is communicating with you. And it's just a question of are we aware of it? Are we awake to it? Are we connected to the concept of Shvat to serve as this tzaddik, to take this bucket and dip it down deep into the wellsprings of life and to draw it forth to the surface? This is the aspect of the oral Torah, which is the Torah that's within our hearts. It's not Torah that comes from Shemaim. It's a Torah that we reveal within the lived experience of humanity. To bring Torah and to shine its light onto every aspect of the physical world, which Halacha is always busy with defining different boundaries of, and, and, and different measurements of, of the physical world. 
This was the entire avoda of the avos. This is why they were busy digging wells and presumably using a pail to dig down deep under the ground and to draw out the wellsprings of Elokos. So we don't have time to finish this piece, but you'll take a look at it, Be'ez Hashem. Afterwards, let's take a look back at the Sefer Yitzir that we began with. Again, just to review, what are we opening our hearts and minds up to in the beginning of this Rosh Chodesh, as we get into davening and as we move into Halal and hopefully to dance our way out of this beautiful morning and this incredible experience. And I'm so grateful that all of you are here and I'm sure all of us are grateful that all of the others are here because it, it's really something special. What are, we, what are we bringing with us? We're opening up to this understanding that each of us have a tzaddik inside and we have this capacity that tzaddik is the letter yud, is the letter nun we have the ability to find the Yud in the Nun, to be able to find the light of Elokus, the living waters of the Mayim Chaim of the Avos, deep within the lowliest pockets of physicality, and that even when it doesn't look like it, even when all we see is dirt, all we see is dust, beyond the surface we need to believe there's, what that, there's something that can awaken there's something that can sing so that's the concept of tzaddik and it connects it to the concept of the bucket because that's what we're doing we're drawing out the essence and bringing it to the surface the cave of anefesh because this my friends is what the digestive system is all about it's the same thing you take physical 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 food and somehow it's able to convert that, something that would otherwise rot if you would leave it out of the fridge too long, converts it into life, human functionality, very high level of existence. That's what it means to digest. We take something physical, and the process of digestion is able to extract the elukus from within it. As the Pasuk says, It's not the bread that keeps you alive. It's the godliness in the food that keeps you alive. This is the job of Shvat. It's a factory of Elokus. And this is what we should be in this month. We should be good well diggers. And we should develop the eyes of the tzaddik, eyes that lift up, eyes that are able to understand that no matter where you see stagnancy and where you see physicality, look beyond the surface. Life is Torah. There's a locus there. And wherever you find yourself and wherever you may find others, there's the capacity to dig down deeper, to find a place of innate health, innate connection, innate growth, and to draw it to the surface with our bucket of the month of Shvat, Besiyat HaDashmaya. We should be zeichet to it. L'chaim, l'chaim. Thank you very much. Okay. We're going to start davening now. Hashem.